This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome to Episode 8 of The Finsider Perspective. I'm Kevin Nogle, your host, the managing editor of TheFinsider.com. You probably know what this show and what the site are about, but in case you're new and you just stumbled onto us, we are SB Nation's Miami Dolphins team site, bringing you all the latest news, analysis, rumors, speculation about the Dolphins, what they're doing, where they're headed, what's next for them, and just trying to give you a constant update about the Dolphins and what we should all expect as fans of the team. This show on Finsider Radio Network is really my way of taking 15 or 20 minutes and just breaking down some of the thoughts that I'm having. Maybe it's not enough to build a full article or big analysis site or page for the site, but it's it's still worthy of talking about. It's kind of a little bit of a stream of consciousness. I kind of just let the show go where I want it to go or where it wants to go. And then hopefully you guys get something out of it. You enjoy it. Uh, Feel free to send me criticism, critiques, likes, whatever you want to do. You can always get me on thefinsider.com or on Twitter at thefinsider or at Kevin Nogle. 
whichever way is easiest for you. And I'm happy to hear good, bad, indifferent, what you guys would like to see from this show. Uh, we started a couple weeks ago. We started with essentially a mailbag segment of the show, just a chance for me to reach out on Twitter, get some of the questions that you guys have about the team, and then put them at the end of the show and just rapid fire answer them. Didn't do that this week because there is so much to talk about. So we'll look for that next week. If you want to get in a picture, a picture, a question, I don't know why I had so many problems with that word. If you want to get in a question for the show, just uh, send us a tweet. Use the hashtag AskFinsider. I just search for that hashtag and we'll pick one, some, all of the questions and let you guys take control of the end of the show next week and see if we can answer fans' thoughts. And if one person has the question, there's probably more than one person who has the question. So it just seems like a great way to get some interaction on this show. That being said, obviously, like I said, there are, there are plenty of things to talk about tonight. The Dolphins on Monday, I was ready for Victory Monday. Some analysis on exactly how the Dolphins beat the Patriots how the Dolphins at 9-8 and eight finished with a winning record for the second straight season, something they hadn't done since 2002-2003. They swept the Patriots for the first time since 2000. They've now won the last three games against the Patriots. The Dolphins went 4-2 and two in the AFC East. They are looking like a team, despite a 1-7 and seven record to start the season, including a seven-game losing streak, they're looking like a team who was coming together and they were maybe they weren't real true contenders. And it's hard to think that they were actually going to make the playoffs. It was so much fun to hope, but it's hard to think they were actually going to make the playoffs after a one and seven start, but they finished nine and eight. They finished with a winning record. They finished a game out of the playoffs and somehow this team turned it all around. That was so exciting. So much potential there to, start the off-season transition and get into the team's uh, schedule for next year, what free agents they have coming up, what free agents they could target, how do they spend all of this salary cap money that they're going to have. They're going to use the draft to continue to restock a young team and keep it growing. There are plenty of questions. Don't get me wrong. The offensive line to say struggle is probably giving them too much credit, but the offensive line had its issues. They still need that star running back. And and I think I said this last week too. If you want to tell me that with an improved offensive line, Duke Johnson, Philip Lindsay, and Miles Gaskin are a three-headed, uh, a three-headed monster that they just need to unleash, assuming all three of them come back, then I, I, I'll say, okay, I, I could see maybe it working. I still think that they need to use a draft pick to get a running back, but I could see them trying to make that work, especially if they beef up the line, they they add some pieces other places, 
and use up a lot of that salary cap money to try to address some of the holes on defense and that offensive line. So maybe maybe the running back is not the top concern, but it should be up there high. The offensive line is obviously the top concern. think you probably see some run stuffing as a target. Uh, Christian Wilkins came on really strong at the end of the year. He looks like a dominant defensive end slash tackle, depending on which way you want to classify him in the 3-4. They could use another, they could use a true in the middle nose tackle. Raquan Davis is fine doing it, but a, a, a top notch defensive tackle nose tackle would be a great addition if that's how they want to do it. Some linebacker help, uh, th- things like that. I think they're good at cornerback, assuming Xavier Howard and Byron Jones are both back. I think they're obviously fine at safety. I I think that you're going to see this draft be a lot of offensive linemen. And I think you're going to see that in the free agency period too. I think they're going to use a lot of resources on offensive line. You could have questions on Monday pre the news. You could have questions on what do they do for offensive coordinator do they stick with it for another year? I, I would guess that they were going to make adjustments, but that could be part of why the news happened. So I'm sitting there trying to figure out all of these things and where I'm going to go with my my part of the Finsider. Starting to get ideas from the contributors on things they want to add to the site during the next couple months. And then Adam Schefter, and I think Adam Schefter broke it, So I will give him that credit. Adam Schefter's tweet pops up and it says the Dolphins have fired Brian Flores. And I really didn't believe it. I, I, I sat there and I went through every single letter of Adam Schefter's name to make sure that every single letter was correct. And this was not a fake account trying to throw something out there. That's not right. And didn't even trust the little check Mark. It, this couldn't be real. Why, why, why? And obviously, Brian Flores was let go. Uh, Stephen Ross came out and talked about how there was a lack of communication and collaboration within the organization. And I, I, I see what he was trying to do. I think that you, you see it in franchises a lot where the head coach and the general manager just stop working together. They don't talk. And it blows up and it just becomes untenable. And that's what I think Stephen Ross was trying to avoid. Uh, There are other rumors of players and coaches not get along or there's rumors. I have not seen anything reported that suggests anybody in particular. I just think that at the end of the day, even though the players loved Brian Flores he just wasn't the guy anymore and he just, he rubbed the wrong people the wrong way and he may go on to, I know that there's reports now that the bears are trying to do an interview with him and he makes sense as a head coach. Maybe he will go somewhere else and the same problem will happen. He will rub the people the wrong way and he'll be thrown out the door again. 
maybe he will go there and have learned from this situation and won't let that happen again. Maybe he will go there and everything will be great. And that's assuming the bears, but wherever he's going to go, he's going to get another head coaching job, I think. So I think that there is a, there is a confusion as to why it all happened. And we don't really know. And we probably never will know. We'll get reports of it over the next month or so, but at the end of the day, it just, it didn't work. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. So now you turn to what the Dolphins are going to do next. And we already have five names of interviews that they want to do. I think the the first one that came out, and I think probably the early leader in the clubhouse, is Brian Dable. I think that even though he hasn't been a head coach and and at this point, maybe the Dolphins are going to look for somebody who has been a head coach and has done it before. But I think that Dable has worked with so many different head coaches and done so many different styles and everything that I think you're going to see him be a strong contender for the Dolphins position. He's obviously he has been in Miami before. I think that there is some caution that needs to be there. He was not a top-notch offensive coordinator that one year he was here. But the the I know that there are Bills fans who want him out because the team regressed this year. And I, I was saying that before the season started. I thought you would see some regression from Josh Allen and the Bill's offense because you don't make giant leaps like they did last year and then keep it up this year. You you regress some. That was just such a huge jump, but I don't think that makes him a bad candidate for head coach. I think that's just the norm. They are still a really good team. I'm not saying they're not. They're really good offense. He is a large part of that. He is a large part of why Josh Allen developed. So I think that you could absolutely see him be somebody that comes back down to Miami. Uh, On that same note, you have Vance Joseph over with the Cardinals as a defensive coordinator. He is somebody who was in Miami. He has done the South Florida thing. He actually has head coach experience with two years with the Broncos. So he is somebody who I, I, I am very happy to see him show up on the interview list. I don't think that's the way they go. I think they're going to look offensive coordinator or an offensive head, former offensive head coach. I think you see somebody like Doug Peterson eventually show up on the interview list. But I think that Vance Joseph absolutely deserves to be interviewed. I wouldn't be surprised if Todd Bowles ends up on the list. Also another former Dolphins coach who 
should be looked at for another head coaching job. He has experience doing it both as an interim coach for the Dolphins and then with the Jets. I don't I don't know for sure that that will happen, but I think that that is a absolute possibility that you could see multiple former Dolphins coaches end up on this list. Uh, I think Mike McDaniel is on the interview list right now. He is an interesting one. He is a Kyle Shanahan guy. He was considered for Miami's offensive coordinator position last year, but the 49ers promoted him into their offensive coordinator position. So he went from running game coordinator to offensive coordinator. So you, uh, you have a guy there that was liked in Miami. Obviously, it was by Brian Flores, but he is somebody who probably is becoming a bigger name. He's not somebody that you're immediately going to know just off the top of your head, but he's definitely somebody who has the pedigree and could become a head coach. I don't know that he's the right fit for Miami right now, but I wouldn't rule him out either. Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore, so the two coordinators for the Cowboys, are also on the list right now. Quinn, defensive coordinator, but another guy who has head coaching experience out of the Falcons. He he would be an interesting one to pick up. I think that if they are going to look at grabbing a Cowboys coach, it might be more, which is absolutely crazy. Kellen Moore was in the league playing just a few years ago. I mean, he's been a head coach for four years, or I'm sorry, not a head coach, but a coach for four years now. He played for six seasons in the league, uh, what, Lions, and then he ended his career uh, with the Cowboys and then last played in 2017 and then became a coach for the Cowboys. He took over as their quarterbacks coach in 2018 and then has been the offensive coordinator there since 2019. He's somebody who absolutely hundred percent is a star on the rise. He is somebody who a lot of teams are considering this year. He's only 33 years old. That is a really, really young guy to be considered for head coaching vacancies already. And he is he is one that really, really intrigues me. I I know people want I, I know people want to see a head coach with some experience and stop these first time head coaches because you just end up with somebody who doesn't really know what they're doing. But Kellen Moore is somebody that I don't know. He just he intrigues me. He he is somebody that I would definitely be happy to see Miami grab. He he he's a guy who made it through a coaching change and they kept him as the offensive coordinator. And you don't see that. You you don't see a player or a, I'm sorry, a coach stay with a team through a head coaching change. And Moore did that. So I think that you could see him interview really well and become a really, really good candidate for the job. Uh, Like I said, he's in demand. There are more than the Dolphins looking at him. Interesting point. He is the last, I think this is true. 
I think he is the last left-handed quarterback in the league before Tua Tungavailoa. So just random side note that, yeah, the Dolphins could go after the last left-handed quarterback before their quarterback. And then we we, we have to see, speaking of Tua Tungavailoa, what the future is for him. He's Miami's quarterback, unless the new coach wants to move on. And I think the Dolphins would consider that because, I mean, why else would you go hire a new head coach? I think that Tua stays. I, I do. I think that he still has the potential. You used that fifth overall pick on him for a reason. And now you have to find the coach that's going to get the most out of him. So I think that's probably right. Like I said, I think you end up with guys like uh, Doug Peterson. Uh, Eric Bieniemy could still be in the mix somewhere. Um trying to think of other names off the top of my head that fit into what I think Miami is trying to do. I, I Doug Peterson's the one that just keeps coming back to me. He is actually a former Dolphins quarterback. He has a friendship with Dan Marino. He 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 could be somebody that comes in there and installs a RPO offense that would suit Tua and you would hopefully be able to get out of Miami's now third year quarterback what Miami expected when they drafted him. Um, I think that's probably there will be some surprise names that pop up, I think, but I think those are probably five, six, seven count counting the five add in Peterson, add in B maybe add in Todd Bowles. And that's probably about the top eight. Yeah. That's probably about the top eight prospects that I would consider for Miami right now. I hope, I hope that you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, I'm still a little bit rattled. If you can't tell, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I think is going on with Miami and where they go from here. Uh, yeah. So next week, get in your mailbag questions, use the hashtag ask Finsider, and hopefully the show will be a little more understanding of where Miami heads in the future. Uh, Make sure you give us a follow on wherever you get your podcasts. You'll pick up this show. You'll pick up Finsider Radio with Jake and Josh, and you'll pick up the blowhole. So don't miss us as we discuss a lot of unexpected changes happening around the Miami Dolphins this offseason. Thanks for listening.